What's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode of Shay It Like It Is. I'm your host, Shay, and this pod is here to create a space to be authentically you, discuss controversial topics, testimonies, and share the light of Jesus. If you want to support my podcast, there's a link in my page's bio, or you can leave a rating to help me out. To stay up to date with what's coming up, be sure to follow me on Instagram at shayellis, S-H-A-Y-E-E-L-L-I-S-S. What is up, friends? Welcome back to Shay It Like It Is. Um, This is episode three, and I am so excited, you guys, because guess who I have back? I have my sister. Hi. Haley is back, and we are coming back with a part two, kind of, of the first episode we did, which was Time Does Not Heal All Wounds. We talked a lot about heartbreak and Haley's story. Um, So today we're going to kind of, we got a lot of feedback, and we got some questions, and so we're going to kind of talk through some of that. We are going to talk about standards. We're going to talk about worthiness. We're going to talk about compatibility, memories, just a bunch of things. Um, and I'm really excited to have Haley back on here. How you doing? I'm good. Good. good? I'm really excited to talk about this. This is something that I'm pretty passionate about. Um, I think Shay and I both have a lot we could say about standards and green flags and red flags and, um, just the lessons we've learned and things like that. Um, but yeah, can't wait to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be exciting. Sorry, my brain, this is going to be a rough one, guys, because my brain is not working. I just spent so much time cleaning my apartment because our dad is visiting this weekend, so that'll be super exciting. Um, I haven't seen him in like two years. Wow. Yeah, I think it's been like two years. Well, that'll, I, that'll be exciting. It's, it's, it's a big weekend. We'll put it that way. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, <laughs> wink, wink, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm super excited. Um, but we could just hop right into it. Um, one of the questions that we got was how to know when a relationship is over. And so I kind of wanted to touch on this a little bit because I feel like it's a little hard to answer this, um, because it is base, you know, it's, it's base by base and situation, situation. Um, it's very personal. It it is, but I kind of wanted to talk about standards a little bit, um, because I feel like sometimes, not all the time, you'll know a relationship is over because you know your worth and you know that you're not being, um, you know, taken for your worth. They're not, they're not, what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) Meeting those standards. Yeah. They're not meeting those standards and they're not, you know, treating you at that worth. So, but what if you don't realize your worth? Then what, 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 what if you don't Haley? Well, I mean, I think... It's a good question. Well, yeah, and I think we could really get deep into this. And because um, there are a lot of women that definitely settle for relationships um, with people that they have really no business being with. But um, I once heard a quote, and I honestly can't remember where I heard it, read it. I'm not really sure. Maybe it was my therapist. But in fact, it probably was. But he said, a person will leave someone with 85% of the qualities that they desire in a person to simply seek out someone else that is missing that 15%. Mm. But what's really interesting is that when you find that someone with those 15% qualities or things that they do that you've been wanting, that you're lacking in a relationship, you then come to realize that they're actually lacking that other 85%. Mm. 
And that was a really hard lesson that I had to learn um, that I was, you know, in a relationship and I was like, man, this is lacking so much. There's got to be more to this. And then found myself in a situation where the person that I, I then was with um, had those, those few qualities, but then lacked so much more. Yeah. Um, and if we're talking about worthiness and, and our, you know, our worth and things like that, sometimes those bad relationships are, you don't realize, I think, let me put it this way. I think a lot of us were raised in situations, um, especially in our generation where we have a lot of father issues and this isn't pointing blame or anything, but I think that not having a strong fatherly figure in the home, um, both for males and females is affecting our generation and the way that we go into relationships. Mm. Um, because a father that's present for their son will teach a, a, you know, a good father, a good, you know, godly Christian father will teach their son how to treat women and those around them, but they will also teach their daughters what they should look for in a man. And if they're not leading the household as that Christian leader, what does a a woman have to look toward to use as a standard for her relationships as an adult? And so I think Shay and I both have found ourselves in relationships where we were just looking for someone to almost complete our worth. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone that, you know, we thought saw our worthiness, but then in return found out that they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know personally, not now, but back in my first couple relationships, I was... I was basing my worth based off of like the compliments that they gave me Mm. or what they said about me. I did not base it off of what God says about me. I did not base it off of what I know about myself. I was fully just doing it off of, you know, and so because of that. So that's like, he tells you you're beautiful one day. And if he doesn't, then you're automatically not beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I've I've been there, done that. And like then you know, he cheats on you. And that is a kicker. That's like gut punch. That is because then you, you have all your worth wrapped up in them. So what happens when they cheat on you? Mm. You are just going to go downhill fast, which I did. And like, because if your worth is all wrapped up in that relationship and then all of a sudden he thinks that someone else is worth cheating on you with, with, then you must be worth nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was a really important and valuable lesson for me as well. Um, I wasn't cheated on, but I do, I did absolutely wrap my worth into, um, one of my relationships, um, after my marriage and, um, to feel like I wasn't worth fighting for. Cause I wasn't actually the one that relation that ended that relationship, that was really, really hard for me. And I I'd put all my hope and my faith in that relationship and not realizing that I'd kind of just discarded my relationship with God and, and idolized this relationship, right? Um, and so like you, when you were cheated on, everything came crashing down. For me, when I got broken up with, which obviously God works all things out for his good and his glory. And yeah. um, so praise God for that breakup, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I had to literally like almost chant to myself and, and almost it's, it's, it's as if I was like writing in a notebook line after line after line, like I am worthy, I am loved. And I had to tell myself these truths, um, that God has for me. Right. Um, that I can't find in an earthly relationship. Um, 
And so I don't know if you want to expand on that and I can tell my little story, but yeah. And I mean, it's so true for, for those of you who do have a relationship with Jesus, it is like, there are, there's verses upon verses that will tell you how, how worthy we are and like loved and adored loved. And he cares about every single hair on your head from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Um, and that is just, that's amazing. Like the, it, to me, it's just wild thinking about that because I'm like the same God that created beautiful, beautiful sunsets and the ocean and stars and waterfalls. That's the same God that made me and thinks I'm beautiful and thinks I'm like the most worthy person. And that's, that, I just think that's so cool to think about, you right. know? And it's easy as a human, right, to want to put your worth into something physical that you yeah. can physically feel, hear, yeah. see. Um, you know, that's the easiest human-like tendency. Mm-hmm. But to know, like, just like what you said, those truths um, and have someone that knows you and loves you so intimately yeah. that no earthly relationship could ever offer you is pretty amazing when you actually take the time to sit there and think about it. And mm-hmm. that's what I had to do. Yeah. Um, I was telling Shay before we started recording that, um, you know, in this long relationship that I was in, um, after my divorce, um, I was very um, abruptly broken up with and now I'm a mom with two kids and so it wasn't just about me it was about them too and like I had mentioned I'd kind of put all my my hope and faith in that relationship and I very much idolized it and I'd kind of really forgoed my relationship with God during that time and um which honestly could have easily been the demise of the relationship but um again thank God for that (laughs) Um, but I, so something practical that I did just to remind myself, I have a lot of peace when I'm taking showers. I don't know if y'all like go in the shower and think about stuff, but like I have this tendency to like pray in the shower a lot, um, and to just kind of dwell on things and really like just think about what I've got going on or whatever. And so every time I got in the shower, I, I purchased this little, literally like a suction cup waterproof, um, notebook. Mm. And I would, I suctioned and cupped it to my shower and it has a little waterproof pencil thing. And every time I would get in the shower, I would sit there and I would pray and I'd meditate on the truths that God offers us. And I would write a line like, I am loved. I am worthy. I am adored. I am beloved. I am beautiful. I am kind. Um, you know, I was beautifully creative, you know, beautifully made. Um, and I would write those in there and, I wrote that, I wrote that down for months. And (laughs) what's really interesting is that when you believe God's truths about yourself, um, and you, you pray hard and you're, you know, are, um, you really put your faith where it counts and you believe that, you know, God has what's best for you. Um, always, I just for a little happy ending for that story, actually, I left that in my shower. Um, it's still there. And, since then, um, my now amazing, sweet, kind, loving boyfriend, um, he saw that note in my shower and he responded to my note and said, you are loved. You are adored. I love you. I adore you. You're amazing. And really reflected those truths, you know, that I was believing about myself in, you know, God's eyes. And, um, and he, you know, he wrote, I love you so much. 
So my, my boyfriend actually affirmed those things for me. And then um, what's funny about a good, godly Christian man leading is that his children will follow. Mm-hmm. And my son then a few months later took a shower in there as well and responded to the note again and said oh. and wrote, I love you, mom. And I've left that up there. And then, you know, um, that's so cute. Yeah. So I, and that's just a little reminder that, you know, you, when you believe those things about you, you will find someone else that believes those too. But whether someone else believes those things about you or not, that does not equal your value and mm-hmm. your truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important to remember that if someone decides one day that they don't, that they no longer see your value, that should not change the way that you feel about yourself or that the way that God feels about you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really easy to do when, when some, when it comes down to a situation like that, where all of a sudden they're, you know, they just stopped acting mm-hmm. how they were acting before. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I love that notebook thing. I, I am not a shower thinker. Um, when I lived in Arizona, I, my shower stayed warm for maybe 15 minutes tops. So, um, the shower has always just been like a get in and go kind of thing. But I, um, I, when I went through my most recent breakup, I wrote down all of the things, not necessarily about what God thinks about me. Sorry, my dog, not necessarily what God thinks about me, but what I know about myself, like all of my qualities that I have, I wanted to write them down and I wanted to write down everything that I love about myself. So I just went through and I started writing, um, not physical things necessarily, but some like I can sing, I love Jesus, I'm kind, I'm empathetic. So like I just wrote down all these things that I love about myself um, because I just kind of, I felt like I needed to remind myself of all of my good qualities, you know, especially after, after my, my, a breakup, um, he cheated on me and then I was willing to work on it with him because my past, another past relationship, he cheated on me. I was not willing to work on it, but then I, you know, came, I grew. And so, um, another relationship, he cheated on me and I was like, okay, I'm willing to work on this, but you have to, you know, tell me if, if I'm like the one for you, because we had been together for a while then. And I just kind of wanted that assurance. And I just kind of, I wanted to make sure I was fighting for something that was worth fighting for if, if we had a future or not. Um, and he came back and he said he didn't know. And so that was really, really hard on my self-worth, I think. So I, I really think that I had to write down all those things to remind myself of all the things that are great about me, you know? Yeah. And just to reiterate too, I mean, someone's inability to see your worth does not equal yeah what you're actually worth yeah right yeah and so that's why I was like I'm just gonna write down all these things I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna be old Shay like old Shay tornadoed and was not okay um so I wanted to be I wanted to remind myself that I'm worthy and that I'm I'm awesome honestly amen (laughs) you know um but I wanted to I wanted to kind of hit on this a little bit what is the three-month rule? Oh, boy. So statistically speaking, um, in relationships, the, three, the three-month mark in a relationship is typically like the turning point for both commitment and what someone is looking for, but also the point at which someone that may have been 
putting on an act mm. or holding a certain standard is about the point where they kind of let their standards go. Yeah. Um, especially for someone that falls under the narcissist category. Mm. I'm sorry if any of y'all know what I'm talking about. That could be a whole other topic for a whole other day. But um, yeah, so if you, some people would call it like masking. So if you start a relationship with someone and they seem glorious and amazing and they're everything you could ever want, right? If you tell someone what your standards are and they know what they should be doing, it's around the three month mark where you will realize or find out if that's who they truly are or if that's a act that they're putting on. Um, but also, like I said, it's also the point where people decide like, okay, three months in, are we going to commit? Are we not? Mm. And so it's really important. I think at the beginning of relationships, not even the beginning of relationships, just in your singleness to literally and physically write down what are your standards. And it doesn't matter if it is what you think is stupid according to the world's views or if it's really important to you or if you think it's too small or too petty, I promise you it is not. There's things that I have prayed for that I thought were so outrageous that, that no man would actually do that or that no man actually still existed out there that would do these things. And God knows all of the desires of your heart, um, even the littlest details. Um, and when you're faithful, like he will provide. And so there's things that I have in my boyfriend now that I thought were just too, you know, too small for, for God to really pay attention to, which Mm. obviously it was a lie I was telling myself, um, that my boyfriend does. And so, Um, one thing that's really important about standards is that it doesn't matter how far into relationship you go with someone, you should never let your standards be lax. Mm, Um, if that is who that person truly is, they will continue to meet those standards. Um, and I'm not talking like when I say standards, I think there's women out there that think that women should hold men to this unreasonable standard, which... I don't necessarily believe, but based on the way that a man is raised, again, this goes back to that fatherly role, um, says a lot about the way that they're going to treat you in relationship and, and the example that they had watching their father treat their mother, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I told my boyfriend, I, you know, I had that relationship before where it was about the three month mark where everything went downhill. We were fighting constantly. My trauma trigger was just beeping off all the time. Um, you know, and that's not to say that I didn't cause any of those either. Cause I definitely did. You know, you can't allow your, your past traumas to trigger into relationships that they never hurt you. Um, but the way that they respond to them is also very important. Again, another topic for another day, but so it was about that time and six months, six months in, it was just like, that's when our first breakup happened. And I should have known, man, we're only six months in and like, this is how this is like, whoa. Um, we also made some kind of silly decisions like moving in together and things like that, which we should have never done. But, um, I told, I told my boyfriend, my current boyfriend, when we first met, I said, listen, I will give you, I didn't say three months. (laughs) I knew what happened at three month mark. I said, I will give you six months six months, here's my standards, six months to prove to me this is who you actually are and this is how you actually are in relationship. Um, And then we can move forward from there. And he said, Haley, I do not change. This is exactly who I am. Um, This is what you can expect from me. And he was very straightforward. 
Um, and what do you know? Here we are, you know, nearly a year in almost um, of meeting. And he is exactly who he was, who he said he was. He's exactly who he is. Um, and he still surprises me every single day. And, you know, honestly, sometimes it's a little hard to accept his love because he's so loving and I mm. just don't know what that's like. But, um, yeah, all that to say, have the same standards in the beginning, the middle and the end that you, you know, that you really, truly, deeply desire in someone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so good. That's yeah. And he is awesome. <laughs> um, but We'll, we'll talk about him more, more <laughs> later on. We're going to bring him on 100%. But um, what are we at? Let's see. Oh. Um, but I kind of want to – and I feel like we can circle back to how do you know when a relationship is over. Um, and that's why I wanted to bring up the three-month rule is because after that, obviously, like Haley said, you're going to start to see who they actually are. Um, but do I, and some people may disagree or, you know, but do I feel like you should immediately break it off then? No, I don't. Unless they are showing some serious red flags. I mean, and if there's like, like abuse. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Abuse. Yeah. But if, you know, if there's serious red flags, obviously cut it off. But Lying, if they're cheating. just like, yeah, you know, those, the big things, but if it's just like these little things that they're not doing anymore, I do think it's worth a conversation. Like I, I am very much for fighting for love because love is a choice. Absolutely. Um, and so I am very for um, conversations and healthy conversations. And, you know, maybe there's something going on in their mind and heart that you don't even know about necessarily. So um, you can tell when someone's different, you know, or they're changed, but I will say though, if someone says they're not willing to fight for it, you cannot force them to, to return that action. Oh yeah. And you can try to force them into it. But I would tell you this from experience, it will never turn out how you want it to. No, 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 definitely no, no, like forcing. I just, I think it is worth like a conversation, like an honest, vulnerable conversation about it. Well, I think in some cases, some people may feel as if they're not worthy for you because of some type of internal dialogue they're telling themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and so sometimes it can just take that reinforcement, like, Hey, like this is why you're awesome. This is why we're in a relationship. So yeah, I love when you do that. That makes me feel loved just, you know, like when you do that, that makes me feel really loved. Communication is literally everything. Yeah. I've learned that lesson the hard way. (laughs) Yeah. And I was taught this by an amazing woman um but she was like men can't read your mind and that is like the smallest line drop ever but it's so true men cannot read your mind like over time they're very simple creatures (laughs) yeah over time when you're in a relationship like they can probably tell oh she's upset or oh you, you know they can pick up you got you start to understand each other but what i mean is is you can't have these expectations in your head, like... And never say them out loud. Never say them out loud. It's like, how are they supposed to know you like flowers? Maybe you hate flowers. Or, like, how do you know... Like, I just... I I think that if you want something, just tell them that you want it. A lot of people really appreciate that straightforwardness anyways. Now, should you be telling someone every single time you want flowers? Cause at that point, are no. they even making an effort? Right. No. Right? right. Like 
and they got they got to be doing these things for the right reasons there's definitely there's definitely like gentlemanly standards Let's just talk to the gentleman for a second. I'm really oh, picky. You know what? I'm super picky, so... You I- know what? We aren't actually going to talk about that because I am going to bring on someone that is going to talk about it, and Ooh. he is going to rock it. And That's he's going to rock y'all's world <laughs> with the amazing hitting all the love languages because... I do have one thing that I want to say, though. So I have... I've gone to therapy for years. I talked in the last episode about how, why therapy is so important and things like that, but... One of the things my therapist said, and, and we could also have another a whole other episode about attachment styles and things like that. But if oh, you don't know yeah. your relationship attachment style, it is so vital so to vital. the life and the health of your relationship to know you and your partner's attachment styles because it tells you so much about who you are and how you communicate and the way that you function in relationship. Um, and so there is this book called Attached. Um, and maybe Shay can put it in the show notes or something, but... Uh, definitely an amazing book. But uh, my therapist said, Haley, if you are someone that when you get angry or upset and you vulnerability is hard for you and you say, I'm fine, Mm. you need to be in relationship with someone that will not accept I'm fine as an answer and that will pursue your actual, what's actually going on in your feelings. And I will say in one of my relationship, it was, I'm fine. And because that person was an anxious avoidant attachment style, they accepted I'm fine as an actual answer. And they never tried to dig in with what was going on with me. And that really was the beginning of the end. Um, Now, as in my current relationship, um, he knows what I mean when I'm not fine. And let me tell you, I am or when I say I'm fine, I'm not fine. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of women, when we say we're fine, really not. And he, he, I mean, he can tell the look on my face before I even say I'm fine. Like he does, he, I don't even need to say that anymore. And he will dig in, in a gentle, kind way, try mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on with me. Not force me, but also encourage me and give me a space, a, a safe space to mm-hmm. express how I actually feel without getting upset. Yeah. And that's a whole other thing too. Yeah. I've actually gotten a lot better at that because I used to say I'm fine and not because I didn't want to like, I wanted them to know what I wasn't fine about. But I think like in my mind, I was like back, back in the day, I was just like, they, this isn't worth talking about. It's, it's not that serious. You almost push it off. Yeah. Even though it could bubble up in you and it could become serious. Yeah. Or like it, it actually was very serious to me. Like I felt very strongly about this certain thing, but, um, I didn't feel like it, they would feel that, I guess. Like I, Mm. it was, I feel like that almost ties into worthiness a little bit because if you, if you pleasing and people pleasing, but if you know, if you know your worth, then whatever is on your mind and whatever is making you upset is worth talking about. Mm. And if they love you, they're like, whatever you're upset about, I'm upset about. Like, mm. whatever whatever is on your heart, I want you to tell me it so it's on my heart so we can talk about it together. Because, you know, they are supposed to, and you are too, you're supposed to care about what they care about. And if they care about whatever you said it, and it upset you, then, like, you should talk about it. I think that comes down to just the the picture of an ideal teammate, right? Mm-hmm. You think about a sports team and you think about how you have to work together to accomplish a common goal. And one thing that one of my partners would say to me all the time is he would say, get your back off the wall, get the back, like we're a team, you're, mm-hmm. we're a team. And 
you know, did it end up being that way? No, not really. But that was a really good visual for me because like in, in a fight, right? If you, if it's you and someone else and you're in a fight and you go to fight everything else around you to, to win this battle per se, Mm -hmm. would you want your backs to each other with like you having the full perspective of like, you know, fighting that together and being back to back? Or would you want to be with our backs against the wall fighting each other? Right. And so that was really, um, when it comes down to the common goal and what's important to me is what's important to you, it's, it's that the visual of just having a good teammate and knowing what a good teammate is. Yeah. The fight isn't against each other. It's a, it's against the thing. Right. Like, what is that thing? Your fight's against that, not each other. Right. You know? Absolutely. You're, you're there to hold each other's hands and run towards that thing, just yeah. punching, <laughs> you know, punches just being thrown. Yeah. But... Do we want to talk about like ending relationships or just, I have that one, um, you know, I had a lot of people ask me like, how do you know when it's time? And like, I I think that's very personal to each individual person. And and, like, there's, I've talked about this a lot on my Instagram, but just, you know, about, you know, red flags and abuse and things like that. Like, obviously there, there's different standards for everything, but Mm -hmm. I can tell you what it looked like for me Mm -hmm. when I knew that I was growing apart. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want me to go ahead and show this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So these are just a couple points that, and and now these aren't, (laughs) I'm not saying when I read these, these off to you, this is not like go and break up with the person you're with right now, if this is how you're feeling. But to me, this was how I knew that something was wrong and that we could either decide to fix it or we could break up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think like Shay, that love is worth fighting for. Um, but both people have to be willing to fight. Yeah. Um, you can't force someone to fight for it. You can't force someone into something. Yeah. Um, and so, okay. So growing apart may look like, um, frequently fighting. Mm-hmm. So fighting about the things that maybe you weren't really fighting about before, um, could be smaller, bigger, whatever. Yeah. Um, feeling less desire to spend time together. Mm. This was a huge one. Like I felt many times, like I would rather be alone than with you. And that is a huge red flag, right? Um, decrease in communication. So Mm -hmm. things that you may have used to communicate about, you don't feel like it's worth it anymore. Yeah. Um, a shift in physical intimacy, Mm. um, for the worse. So whether this is just kissing, holding hands or all the, you know, other things, um, you know, or nothing altogether. Or, yeah. Um, feeling indifferent about the relationship. Mm-hmm. This one was huge for me. I would think, like, to myself, I'm like, if this ended tomorrow, I literally wouldn't care. Ooh. Like, that's how Ooh. I actually felt. Yeah. Yeah. And that Ooh. was like, wow, that's eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Um, loss of trust. Yeah. Lack of support. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, if you're struggling with something and they're no longer there to support you. Um, yeah. That's big. Um, feeling less interested in each other's lives. Mm. If you are living two, concept- two completely separate lives um, and they're doing things, you're doing things, and you really don't ask about each other's things, um, that's, that for me was another huge red flag. Yeah. Um, difficulty seeing a future together. Mm. Um, now, I'll, I'll say this at the end. Um, not bothering to work through issues, yeah. huge, and then decrease in vulnerability, which for someone like me, vulnerability is already really hard. So that vulnerability, the lack of vulnerability um, was one of my very first red flags when I started to not feel safe enough to share what was actually going on. Mm. Um, and it was no longer a safe space for me. And yeah. that was kind of the beginning of the end. And I think a lot of science says that women actually will disconnect emotionally long before 
they actually um, disconnect physically. Mm. And for someone like me um, that's been through some stuff, I can't have physical relationship with someone that I'm not emotionally invested in. Yeah. And so that, that was the beginning of the end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, those are good. I was just like, I was thinking about those while you were saying them and I was like, check, 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 like all these things in my past relationships. And I was like, I mean, obviously the cheating and the, the lack of vulnerability would just, I could not do that. I am, I am such a communicator and like (laughs) I am and I am like constantly vulnerable because I'm just like let's just get it all out there let's just talk about it because it's gonna come out one way or another so let's just yeah like I mean I just let's just talk about it you know so that's and I but but that's so funny I'm so opposite like it I'm like such a hard egg to crack like yeah and I'll be very transparent with you but I'm not gonna be vulnerable (laughs) yeah yeah I I mean I I pick and choose who I'm vulnerable with but like if you're in my life and I love you then I'm you know I'm gonna be vulnerable with you um and I've really had to work on you know when I get when I when I get like upset I tend to which I think I talked about this a little bit but um I tend to like shut down or I'll just like avoid and so I've really had to work on that a lot over the years um, to not shut down because that's definitely not helpful. And once you start to shut down, it's really hard to come back from that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, I think, I think that it was good. That was a good episode. What do you think? It was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Like (laughs) there was some fire things thrown in there. Give us some feedback, but I Um, mean, yeah, let us know what you guys think. Um, I'm definitely going to have Haley and her, partner on um at one point i'm just i'm just waiting for that juicy moment you know i just gotta wait for that juicy <laughs> moment to bring him on but my nails look really nice yeah her nails do look we're really keeping nice. nice nails yeah i wonder why um <laughs> but i'm really excited to bring him on and i have some more guests um in the future that i'm very excited about but thank you guys so much for joining Haley. thank you for joining again thank you i absolutely love having you join um it's just so much better talking to someone too. Right. I've, I just, you know, I, I really like that more. Talking to yourself. Especially you. Strange. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should talk about sisterly things. Like how, do, how is it becoming sisters again? Not right now for another that episode. That would be a great episode. Yeah. 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 You guys need to know our story for sure. Yeah. It's a big one. Oh yeah. But uh, let me know, let us know what you think um, and if this was helpful to you. Thank you guys so much for joining and have a beautiful, beautiful day.